This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, Bill and I are joined by Navy veteran and former Special Warfare Combat Crewman Fred Soule, founder of Sergeant Suds, which provides high-quality, all-natural, honest soap and hygiene items for dudes, and in their own words, keeping privates clean. It's no secret that vets love beer, coffee, and apparel, which is common in the direct-to-consumer space, but Fred is the first veteran I've met with a soap brand. After connecting with Fred and his brand on social media, I wrote him a tentative brand strategy, which we discuss on the show, as well as his marketing and growth tactics, leveraging data, refining his perfect customer, and creating a category of one. Fred is the man with the badass brand, and this is another episode you don't want to miss. All right, Gunny, you know what to do. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Flawless Acceleration, where we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media, and head of brand at Flawless Acceleration. Before we jump into the show, Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and FA. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Fred and Bill, gentlemen, welcome to Dog Whistle Branding. What's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to the podcast recently, really enjoying the content. So keep it up. I've been a fan of yours from afar. Like I was saying before we went live, you see a lot of veterans starting very similar brands or categories of brands, coffee, beer, etc. And as someone that purchases that bougie ass soap from Whole Foods, right? When I saw Sergeant Suds, I was like, this is dope. And the I, And as a dog whistle, right? The whole Sergeant Suds, right? The military, the soap and everything, it instantly got my attention. And so followed you on Instagram. I think I actually wrote a little short like brand strategy on my LinkedIn for how I would approach Sergeant Suds, but it's great to finally have you on the platform. Yeah, I appreciate that brand strategy too. I, I used it. So I think I still have a copy of it in a Word document, but I reduced my one of the things you mentioned was like kind of breaking down the products, reducing products. So I had 12 bars. At the time, I went to six based off the data of what, what was selling on the website. And then I moved back up to 12 with doing like specialty releases. I mean, not 12, eight. So, so one of the things I told him, Bill, was uh, you went to his website. He literally had 12 different bars of soap, all different colors, probably all different kind of processes to create. And one of the things I know about early stage founders, simplicity is everything, Right. Because when you think about the back end, fill all those different types of soap, right? And then you got to create a marketing plan almost for each one, right? Each one needs to have its own story. So one of the things I've been advising a lot of CPG founders, Bill, is to limit their number of SKUs initially, right? So instead of starting with 12, maybe narrow it down to three to five and then really hone in and figure out of what, like really focus in on that perfect customer and drive revenue without making your operations too complicated. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
the one thing you don't have when you start is cash. And the one thing inventory chews up easily and quickly is cash. One thing we see, and I know you see it particularly from working with so many businesses, every business model, regardless, has to have a sales component. And I think in the internet space, right, people equate social media marketing with sales. And sales and marketing are two different things, right? Marketing in an ideal world is sales at scale, but you and I both know a lot of people, they get, they confuse marketing activity with jumping in and closing customers that one-on-one. So for those like Fred that have these CPG brands, how should they approach driving sales and revenue while simultaneously building that brand awareness? The the connection between, so let's talk about B2C, particularly online revenue generation. It's excellent that you're moving to Shopify. The analytics available through the Shopify platform are significantly better than what you have today. And online revenue generation is, is strictly a, a data and, and analytics game. So without data and without analytics, you're, you're, you're lost. And uh, pretty much flying in the dark. You, you're, you're in the air in a, in a chopper <laughs> or a plane and you got no instruments and you, and you're in the clouds. So this is a good move for you. Shopify makes it easy to get your website up and running. If you have somebody making that for you, that's good. When Mike says marketing is sales at scale, what he's meaning is your branding and your marketing will be driving sessions, they call it in Shopify, to your website. And then what you also want to then track is there's data in Shopify that says, okay, you, you had a session, meaning someone hit your website, Watkins went there, kind of did Watkins add something to the cart? So you're designing your website to, to move people to add things to your cart. Another action which you could see through an email tool is did they subscribe, but they didn't buy? That's okay, because then you can set up a flow sequence. So, hey, welcome to my website. I saw you signed up. You're a new subscriber. You know, here's a here's a 10% off. Here's a something or other. Get two bars for one or whatever, whatever you want to do. So your branding has to speak to, this is why I asked you who your perfect customer is. And you said it's an 18 to 40-year-old, da-da-da. We want you to validate that data. And there are ways to do that. And then you then find those people. Michael, expand on this in a second. You then find those people in the right channels. You speak to them in the right way. And that triggers a behavior to go to your website. Now your website has to take them from entry point to pushing the buy button. And you can track all that in, in Shopify. And that's mm-hmm. the B2C business. You're, you you said you're in sales. I imagine maybe you're in B to B to B sales. That that's more like you know getting in front of a lead and moving them through the sales process and all that. Shopify is going to do all this for you, but it's not easy. One of the mistakes I see a lot of veteran entrepreneurs making, particularly when we ask the question around perfect customer, is they say like you did, eighteen to forty. It's too big. I don't know about you, but when <laughs> I was eighteen. I had a drastically different life. I was making yeah. like a hundred dollars a month and right. I was not spending it on no bougie soap. Right. right? Versus a 40 year old potentially has a family and stuff, et cetera. And so what we want to do is we want to be for someone, a particular person, a particular demographic, yeah. right? They have 
they hang out at a certain networking groups, right? They have certain hobbies and interests, right? Like you need to craft a perfect customer thesis and it needs to be a person, an individual, right? Like I just did this with a client here in Newark. They're perfect. It's a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution. And their perfect customer is a 29 to 30 year old African-American female that wants to start a CPG company, can't afford the inventory, right? She can't get a loan from traditional banking because she has a mortgage, right? She's got student loans, but she needs capital in in order to purchase that inventory. And guess what? She's a hard worker. She really leans in. She can craft a financial model with the support of this CDFI to pay back that loan. That's the person we're going after, right? So again, narrowed it down. So for you, you need to narrow it down. And one thing I've told people, right, I got a lot better at this. Create that perfect customer thesis. And remember, it's just a thesis. Like Bill said, you have to prove it with data. But I also want you to think about perfect customer, and I want you to think about audiences, right? So let's say for the case of Dog Whistle Branding, an audience would be early stage, veteran-led, small businesses, and startups. That could be an audience, right? Another potential audience could be, I don't know, MBA students, right? You know, so think about like, you know, where can you fish where the fish are? And you test them. You're like, hey, this is the perfect customer I'm going after. And I probably have three, right? And then I'll also probably have three audiences that you're going after. And then from there, you're firing bullets, then cannonballs. And once you hit, boom, 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 you're honing in. Now, one thing we didn't do, Bill, so I'm a, you know, me and Bill are coaches, so we jumped in, we just start coaching. But how did you get to this point, Fred? Why, what problem were you solving by creating Sergeant Suds? Yeah, so it all started kind of in the military as a SWIC, right? And I think a lot of people can relate to this on deployment in the Middle East. SWIC, we have the nickname Dirty Boat Guys, right? Because we're shooting big guns, working on fast boats, getting covered in salt, grease, lead. And then you got the fitness element, you know, so you're working out all day. So I could find myself on deployment taking taking a couple hours a day, a couple showers a day, right? I started getting a skin rash, and I think it was it was part of that. I was using a body wash. So when I got an opportunity, I got some some nice soap from the store. And when I was in there, I couldn't find anything for dudes. Dude section was ivory, all the all the normal stuff. The ladies section had like a hundred different bars. So I got a bar of cold processed hard soap. But the issue was I smelled like like passion fruit and mango, right? So now I'm going back to the dudes smelling like kind of fruity. So I'm like, you know, a bunch of meat eaters. And now I smell like passion fruit and mango. But the soap actually was great in the shower. So that's kind of where I got the original idea. And then years later, when I got out, I, I kind of executed, make it more masculine. I also think, you know, there's nothing like like a shower with great bar soap. You said it yourself, you use the bougie soap. I mean, it's experience. I go in the shower, I decompress, use that nice bar of soap, smells fresh. I get out, I'm feeling moisturized. Then you have your wife or your girlfriend come up to you saying you smell great. So that's kind of that's where the idea came from. I think of my brand, my brand strategy I wrote for him, Bill, was we got to think about category, right? Got to think so, about category. There's so much in that, that yeah. there's such a disconnect right now, my friend, from what you just told me, which is so compelling. All right. I'm not your perfect customer, 
but I could imagine being your perfect customer just by what you just told me. And then I go to your website and I don't hear any of that. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're, a, you're a clear speaker and Mike is 100% correct. There's a category. Soap is a big category. Handcrafted soap is a big category. Organic soap is a big category. You're, a, you're in a category of soap for fucking badass dudes who don't want to smell like mango. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm going to tell you something. One of your perfect customer is the significant other of that dude who smells like mango or smells like shit. And she's going to buy those <laughs> soaps because she wants to hang out with her man and he smells good. No, and my I, wife, I see that. My wife tells me to go take a shower and I think I smell great. And she's like, mm -mm, you smell like shit. I'm saying, what are you talking about? So there's a perfect customer in there for guys. Mike's going to expound here on a second and you better take notes because this website update you're going through can be a game changer if you own this concept of category and you design it to become a competitor of one. To your perfect customer audience, which you defined in some of your about us, which should be at the top and it should have your big face in there with you speaking one minute and 10 seconds to the dudes and the dudettes out there who want their men to smell good. You just hit a home run when you were talking to Mike there just a second. Yeah. As you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, like your perfect customer is probably someone like a blue collar guy, right? Dirty does dirty jobs, right? Is proud of it. You know, where's his union shirt. You know what I mean? His hoodie, right? He reps it, right? And there's this big movement now when you start thinking about these blue-collar jobs, right? They go to trade school, right? Like you said, you even have a tagline, real men don't smell like mango, right? Even if you just honed in and focus on the Mariner community, right? That's a place you have a tactical advantage in because guess what? You coming in, talking about your SWIC background, that's badass. I'd be up at the Coast Guard. I'd be up at Kings Point. What's up there, Bill? What's the other academy? The Merchant Marine Academy? Yeah, I'd be oh, up at Merchant Marine. Yeah. Well, that, that's the Coast Guard Academy. And uh, they wanted to get into the Naval Academy, but they didn't qualify. So they created the Coast Guard Academy. Just that's kidding. That's right. Just kidding. Well, we, got, we got Merchant Marine Academy. You got Port Newark out here, right? Those are great mm -hmm. places to go set up shop and just test, right? These construction guys. And so the thing is, like, what Bill's talking about is your external branding isn't a dog whistle. You're saying one thing to us on the podcast, but when we go to your website, we don't see any of that. And the thing that you have to think about is category. People purchasing category. If I'm lazy and I say, hey, I'm looking for soap, boom, 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 I go look on the aisle, where's yeah. soap? First thing I'm getting is Dial or whatever, popular brand. That's what you're competing against. And Dial's mm -hmm. been around for whatever, right? But say I'm a blue, like I said, I'm blue collar. Right. I work late labor, hard hours. Right. I don't want no fucking dial soap. I don't want mango. You know, I want blue collar soap. Right. Where's blue collar soap? Da -da -da. I go down. Damn. You know, Sergeant Suts. And I'm not saying that that's your category. What I'm saying is you need to soap is too limiting for what you're doing. Right. You're not soap. You're a particular kind of soap. Right. That this perfect customer is seeking out. And so you've got two wars that you got to fight. You got to fight the air war and the ground war. The air war is you educating people about this new category of soap 
And honestly, you can just teach. You just share behind the scenes. You share your story. That's what people say, thought leadership. You're really educating the market. That comment you made about real men don't smell like mango, that's a point of view, right? That's a t-shirt. Simultaneously, though, you have to fucking fight tooth and nail to drive revenue. And you're going to war every day. But you're still building that category at the same time. And then, at a certain point, you're going to become synonymous with the category. And your perfect customer, a new customer, you're not going to have to explain it to them. They're going to get it. And then you can flip that switch. And you can lead with that category and say, oh, we're blue-collar soap. But for now, you need to lead with your functional benefit of what do you do, right? You nail that, you have the category, and you fight those battles. You educate, you educate, you educate, and then you create a lane of your own. The tighter you make your perfect customer, Fred, I don't know if it's an 18-year-old. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's a 32-year-old transition veteran who works in a blue collar field. I'm, I'm not quite sure if you need to test that out or you need to decide. Yeah. I want to hang around with the, I want to provide soap to these people. And, and I was serious about the wives and girlfriends of, of these dudes. I see that in myself. So I agree with that. But right now, because you have limited capital, your startup, listening to Mike, I think is super beneficial. So I would suggest to you that you dial that in even further. Is it all the transition swicks out there? Is it all the transition swicks who now have a blue collar job between the ages of 35 and 42? I, I don't know, but you do that. Then once you have that, the, the beauty, you said I lost money on online advertising. You should make money on online advertising. You should get a return of say, you invest a dollar in an ad and you should get somewhere between three and $4 back. So. So that is a profit generator. Now, what happens is, first of all, Google is super expensive compared to Facebook. And so maybe Facebook is the place that you go. It's usually four times more expensive to advertise on Google than it is on Facebook. You set up a Facebook account, you, you get your perfect customer, and now you can say something that would catch their attention. Don't smell like mangoes, smell like a badass dude or something, whatever you're going to say. And you can track through Facebook analytics, I spent $100, what did I get? And they will track it through the, the buy button on your Shopify website. And so you should see something like $300, $400. Now you know that that ad works. If you're losing money, of course, stop, which is what you were doing with Google. But this will allow you to reach out to a national-based audience who is online who can go to your online store and you can convert them either to your email list or to buying. But dialing, as Mike said, is it someone who goes to the gym? Maybe. But are they your core age group? 16-year-old goes to the gym, right? Women go to the gym. 80-year-olds go to the gym. So it, maybe it's not that as your qualifier. Are they a veteran? Are they between these ages? Are they male? Are they this? Are they that? You can create these affinity groups in Facebook so that your ad goes to the right people. And you can't really do that going around northern New Jersey and trying to get your soap into a gym or, or other retail stores. 
I think that I think Mike helping you dial that perfect customer in and then figuring out how to reach them digitally would would be a game changer once your website's updated. Something else I'm thinking about, I'm just thinking out loud. How are you thinking about your cadence of accountability, right? So a lot of times, right, we come with these great business ideas, right? And we say, okay, we're in it, we're fighting. You've got your, rev your monthly recurring revenue number. And you're like, okay, I want to go from this X to Y at a certain date and time. But like, what are you doing on like a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis to keep track of that? Right. So one of the things like we, we do at our coaching business is making sure people have a cadence of accountability with scoreboards, with OKRs. Right. So like, you know, you can actually see the progress that you're making, not just winging it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm, I'm definitely winging it, you know, and I've, I've kind of been doing that from from the start. And that's definitely like I think. I got into it. I recommend that to people today that are afraid to like get into something. I'm like, dude, just get into it. And, and once you're in it, you'll start figuring it out and you start meeting people like you guys or other mentors, you know, helping out. But I'm definitely winging it. I've been emphasizing, like I said, posting on social media and, and LinkedIn. And that's been my main kind of, that's been pushing the needle for me. I, mm -hmm. I could definitely dial into tracking better, you know, and probably update my cadence. Cause I do. I think it comes in waves, right? Right now, for me, my motivation, like I push hard, I push hard for a couple of weeks, then maybe I take a break, um, take the, the pedal off the gas, and then I'm just, you know, packing orders and shipping them. So that's definitely, you know, something that I could do. This is one thing I learned from Bill was you've got to build your own like battle rhythm in your business and you got to be disciplined about it. On Mondays, this happens. On Tuesdays, this mm -hmm. happens. On whatever, right? For a lot of early stage founders, that lead gen, getting it on the calendar and doing it rain, sleet, hell, or snow, it is going to make so much progress in your business, I am telling you. But it takes discipline to do it. Yeah. Right? Getting that down. Recapping at the end of Fridays, right? You know, where'd you get? Setting priorities on Mondays. What are the top three things that you're going to get done during the week? That is going to get you the furthest up the field. This is a non-obvious insight, by the way, Fred. Most people don't know this. No, so many of our listeners are white-knuckling it, and you hear these business books and business gurus talk about you got to work on your business, not in your business. This is what they're talking about, of like, you know, even with you, one of one, your business, what does your business look like Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday? And you got to start building that structure in Right? What are the three metrics we should be tracking, Bill? Company health. Company progress. Company progress. Company, company health. health progress. Company health and how company many, progress. How many cash? How much cash do I have in the bank? How many leads came in? How many sales did I get? And how's my new website going? New website, company progress, leads, cash in the bank, blah blah blah. Company health. And and rarely. Does a person like you, Fred, not want your business to grow? Mm -hmm. You know, I live out here in Jackson, Wyoming, right down on the street corner. There's a retail store, been a retail store, sold T-shirts and hats for the last 40 years. They wake up, they sell T-shirts and hats. There's no growth there. 
But a person like you with the opportunity to grow your business, provide freedom and wealth and, and, and excitement in your life, that, that's what you're driven towards. So you, you can't march towards the future and let the, let the train fall off the track. So you're tracking company progress, company health. Now, Fred, I want to say something. I want to just highlight something for Mike. It, it, I, I can empathize both, Mike, I, I've been an entrepreneur like going on six times. And trust me, in my first business, I was doing it. I wasn't selling soap, but I had all my stuff in my garage and I'd run upstairs and, and generate some sales. And then I run downstairs and fulfill it. Then I had to drive it to like UPS or the post office. Oh my gosh, what a life that was. It it sucks. And 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 it gets tired. And so I can understand why you say I go hard for a little while, then I take a breather. Here's what I want to say. Entrepreneurship is a very lonely profession, but it doesn't have to be. And so hanging out with us, hanging out with Mike in the future, finding fellow people that can kind of care for you enough to hold you accountable in a very respectful and loving way, and then lift you up a little bit when, when you feel like shit. When, when you look at I mean, it's fun to look at 50 orders you got to fulfill, but there you go. You got to fucking tape the box, put the soap in, label it, all that. So don't go it alone. You don't have to. And I don't know who you can hang out with. I know you're local to Mike. You guys can can figure that out. But when when you feel tired, let other people lift you up. 100%. Now, I'll say that's my cadence, though, for sure. It's like fulfilling orders. I try and be quick with shipping. So any order yeah. comes in, I, I fulfill it pretty much immediately that day or the next morning. I definitely get tired yeah. on the on the marketing and, and that aspect. But, yeah, I totally understand the running to UPS, get down there, it's a holiday, or you, have, you put the wrong label, you didn't put padded on the, the packaging yeah. or something. Uh, how how many times can I remember when I was so careful shipping shit and then someone would call me and say, you sent me the wrong item? Or or how come I got Brittany's order and my name is Rhonda? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I was so careful. I had the checklist. It's tiring. But eventually you'll grow out of it. Yeah, that's you know, definitely the angle. But you got to get to that point. Mm-hmm. The reason I had Bill talk about the uh, the metrics is because I don't want to bullshit people, right? There's a, you know, I do feel like there's this push around marketing and branding as a say all end all, but there's still execution that needs to take place. Right. And everything we just talked about that battle rhythm, right. That cadence of accountability, those metrics, right. That combined with the brand strategy, you're off to the races. The problem is people over index. They don't have any discipline in their business. Right. They do revenue generation. They do revenue generating activities every now and then. Right. They treat it like a side hustle. But once you commit and there's a quote by uh, I think it's Charles Bukowski, roll the dice. If you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. Once you fucking commit to go all the way, build some discipline in your business and lean in. And 99 percent of entrepreneurs listening to this podcast ain't got no discipline in their business. No. No, they don't. There's a, just like uh, you, 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 you were a swick. I absolutely know 
that there were protocols, processes, training, and discipline in the execution of your missions and the way you, your, you and your team's role. And mm-hmm. for veterans, I know that they grew up that way, and then they leave and move into civilian business, and then it all goes to shit, just like Mike said. Everybody's wandering around, wondering what to do. They're, they do this, they do that. There's no process. But process, when, when, once you have the market, you've identified your market, your perfect customer, and it's big enough to scale your business to the level you want. Once you have that beautiful product, looks like you do, and your supplier and all that stuff, and then you you trigger your marketing, now you got to execute. You got to execute on that mission. Sell stuff, ship stuff, collect money, pay bills, blah. And it's this fuzzy part right here where the process just kind of dissolves. And people just wake up and then they just run around and do stuff. And I'm going to challenge you, Fred, because Mike can help you with this, is that layer in as much discipline uh, as you can in your processes so that it relieves the stress of the energy of always reinventing things. Most people don't do that. Not in marketing, especially online marketing. It's very data and analytics driven. Is it? Is it simple? Hell yes, it's very simple. Is it easy? It is absolutely not. Otherwise, everybody would be a success online, and they're not. And then getting through those tiring times for you, shipping this, making mistakes and all that, this is where you, your, your military training comes in and you, you embed processes into how you do things. It makes it a hell of a lot easier for you to hire people, too. Because if it's only you and you're the man that knows everything, then nobody's ever going to come in and be able to replace you, and you'll be stuck doing all this stuff groundhog day mm-hmm. yeah all right i got some homework for you fred we're not done but i got some homework for you and you're not gonna be working together all right the first thing you got to get done is a brand sprint and i'm gonna see the template for it and you're gonna start filling it in and i'm gonna work with you through that brand sprint right that's gonna include your perfect customer your category all of that then from there we need to start building that cadence of accountability and freaking drive revenue right we're going to drive revenue. We just released a podcast on the hub and spoke model, right? Hubs are networks of impact. Spokes are perfect customers. So when we're doing marketing activities, brand building activities, right? We're not just doing a scatterbrain, right? We're trying to identify hubs that have access to our perfect customer, okay? Like I talked about, you know, maybe it's the Merchant Marine Academy. Maybe it's some of these other places, Port Authority. Maybe it's a union, all right? Those kind of things, all right? And then we need that, like I say, that battle rhythm, which is our cadence of accountability. And you're going to start building that into your business. And we just got off a of quarterly planning. I know a lot of y'all listening, aren't doing quarterly planning. Y'all are shamming, right? But you got to do some quarterly planning. We got a 90-day sprint coming up. What do we want to get accomplished over the next 90 days? As a solo founder, keep it simple. Don't be putting five things on there. We need, all right, let's start with one. How about we go from X number of revenue to X number of revenue over the next 90 days? And we make that a legitimate goal. And then we're virtually in the process of, okay, what are the activities that we need to do that are going to drive that outcome? All right. And we start building it in. So I'm going to work with you behind the scenes. Again, man, I've been fired up. Have you on the podcast, right? I'll probably get you back on too. And we can talk through it. I've already got a draft brand strategy for you that I need to update it. But man, when you win, 
I just, I love your brand. I think it's dope and I just want to be a part of it and I want to support it. No, I appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Definitely look forward to that. So as we wrap up here, Bill, you want to say the final thoughts? Hmm. Yeah. I, I, for, for quarterly planning for Fred, based on the little bit that I've learned about you, Fred, and your, your very exceptional business, and based on what I saw, what I heard from you, and then what I saw on your website, I think the only thing that you need to focus on is continuing to do what you're doing, fulfilling orders, marketing orders, collecting money and all that, and launch that new website. And, and spend time with Mike on that brand probe so that you feed the, the website developer the proper stuff for your brand. And I think that once you move to the Shopify platform and you embed Mike's brand probe in, inside of how you're going to present yourself, I think that's a game changer for you. And I want to congratulate you that you have so much to work with. I can hear your passion. I can hear your talent. You've got results. You're getting revenue. There's, there's fish in the river that you can catch. And so I want to encourage you to not only keep doing what you're doing, do it a little bit better, do a little bit different, hang out with Mike, get that brand probe done, get that website launched, and then let's talk again in about four to five months. Got it. So Always we, get better, right? Always, man. Kaizen, consistent and never-ending improvement. And so, you know, you've given this time for us, right? We've got to talk through your brand, We've got to add value to our audience. How can this audience of military veterans from all across the country, all over the world, support you and Sergeant Suds? Yeah, they could go to the website, sergeantsudsoap.com, spread the word, try some great soap. I also have a promo code, anybody listening, all caps, get fresh. That's 25% off on all our products on the website. So if you want to try some great job. soap, get on there. We make hard, cold processed, natural soap, you know, for hard dudes. We also have women that use it, but it's a great quality product. Love it. About to order this. Well, uh, all you women listening out there, you you may have a man nearby. Buy the soap for him. He needs it. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I get a lot of compliments on how I smell. And then in jujitsu, I was actually getting choked out the other night. And this dude's like, hey, man, you smell great. You whispered it in my ear. I'm like, it's not the result I'm looking for, but I'll take that as a compliment. That's it, man. I love it. <laughs> And for all our listeners, do me a favor. Yeah. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mikeweirironbound.com or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform veteran-led brands into dog whistles for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Flawless Acceleration, a new type of coaching organization blending the old school with the new school by providing one-on-one -on -one and group acceleration coaching to help you and your team win in business. We're not here to wear name tags, drink stale coffee, and sit in conference rooms telling each other how great we all are. You can do that at your chamber of commerce or some other networking group. We're here to fucking coach. We're proud to support veteran 
and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at FlawlessAcceleration.com. <laughs> 